Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by two of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voison and Linda Venny. Each of them paralegals for over 20 years and both dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, Anala Advanced Certified Paralegal. I call myself the Paralegal Mentor and publish a weekly e-newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies. I'm the co-author of The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success. You'll find more information at paralegalmentor.com. Linda Venny is unable to be with us today, so I've invited Ann Atkinson, ACP, the president of NALA, to join me because she's acquainted with today's guests. So welcome, Ann. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be on the call. Well, thank you for joining us. Before diving into today's topic, our incredible sponsors should be recognized and thanked. We appreciate the support of NALA, a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NALA.org. And Clio, web-based practice management at goclio.com. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with you leading trends, significant developments and resources that you'll find helpful in your careers and everyday jobs. We usually include guests to help us explore timely topics. Today on the Paralegal Voice, we're going to discuss career opportunities for paralegals in the area of litigation support, particularly e-discovery and technology. And I'm so happy to have you with me today. And you've had a long and successful paralegal career. So tell our listeners a bit about that, you know, where you're located and so forth. Well, I am an advanced certified paralegal. That's the ACP behind my name. And I work for QTAC Rock Law Firm, which is a national law firm headquartered in Omaha, Nebraska. My area of expertise is far from what you're talking about today. It's public finance. And I help attorneys to prepare documents and organize and close bond issues for single-family housing issues. I have been with the same law firm for 35 years and even working for the same people in the same department. You don't hear much about that anymore. The paralegal career piqued my interest many years ago, but I actually started as a secretary and was promoted to a paralegal five years later. I have taught in our local paralegal program, have had many leadership positions in our local paralegal association as well as in the National Association of Bond Lawyers. I've done some public speaking, and I've spent the last 10 years serving on the NALA Board of Directors, and I was just installed as president in July. Now, we have two special guests with us today. We have Michael Potters and also Patrick Oot. I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you. So let's uh, let's start with you, Michael. Uh, thank you very much. My name is Michael Potters. I am the CEO of the Glenmont Group. We're a nationally recognized executive search firm specializing in the information governance, governance space. Uh, we uh, put, uh, recruit the best of breed for uh, AMLAW law firms, the largest law firms in the United States, corporate legal departments, uh, the big four consultancies and boutique consultancies, and for the vendors that support this space. We started the business 12 years ago, and I've probably helped uh, the careers of well over a 1,000 uh, litigation technology folks in the U.S. Okay, and Patrick, tell us about you. 
Hi, my name is Patrick Good. I'm co-founder of the Electronic Discovery Institute. Uh, I have a significant experience in electronic discovery and litigation technology, as well as um, you know general organizational information governance. Uh, I've been in the space for um, about 10 years, and uh, I've been in the corporate sector, the government sector, and uh, even the private sector. So I've uh, got a significant swath of experience um, in the uh, electronic discovery and litigation support space. Okay, thanks. My first question is for uh, Michael, and I'd like to know briefly, what is information governance space? Well, in our world, uh, it, it varies depending on uh, how you're dealing with it, but in our world, it includes uh, electronic discovery, records management, information security, data, data management, um, with many subcategories underneath those areas. Uh, what it basically is uh, the control and disposition of uh, the Fort Knox of corporate uh, information, of a corporation's information. That's basically okay. what it is. Right. When you said Fort Knox, I got a good good picture. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> it's basically everything that is in the uh, the corporate vault, basically. Okay. Now, th- this question is for both of you. You know, are are you both seeing a growing need for paralegals with technology skills? You know, particularly in the area of of e discovery and litigation. Uh, Michael, let's start with you. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, to be precise, there are. 200 and well these positions by the way tend to be in the larger law firms because okay. there are uh, there's large scale litigation at these larger law firms so i refer to amlaw amlaw is basically the 250 uh, top law firms in the united states topped just by size and they tend to be involved in the largest cases so in there there is quite a bit of litigation and because there's litigation and discovery that's really where electronic discovery has grown out of and uh, many of the folks that we've seen, uh, uh, you know, grow in that space came out of the paralegal uh, world, starting as paralegals and then growing into uh, full-scale e-discovery directors. In fact, I'll give uh, Patrick a little pat on the back. I was just recently at his EDI Institute down in Fort Lauderdale last week, and I spent time with two of the leaders, corporate leaders, their e-discovery directors at Fortune 500 companies, one banking and one pharma, and both started their careers as paralegals and are now, you know, without giving too much away, probably making $250,000 plus and, and leading the industry. Oh, that's that's wonderful news. Now, Patrick, are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, no, definitely. And it's not just the uh, the private sector, too. Uh, you, you were seeing more and more jobs on uh, usjobs.gov uh, for um, litigation support, paralegals with technology skills. I think um, as you're seeing more and more people um, get involved in the discovery process, you have to have at least a glib understanding of how technology works more than uh, just turning on your computer and using Word. So, um, you know, the uh, those sorts of skills are are highly sought after uh, with employers that, that, that I'm seeing. Um, and, and it's not just the sort of senior leaders anymore. It's, it's even down to the, um, to the uh, mid-level paralegals where those skills are important. And the bottom line is these technology skills can be uh, a differentiator uh, because it gives the, uh, the candidate the ability to uh, really work with clients, to work with their supervisors, to um, really manage the the workflow process of how uh, litigation documents go from electronic format 
uh, in one instance to a different type of electronic format as it's produced to the other side. So um, I, I just got a, a, an email today of a, a job posting seeking uh, somebody with these types of skills. So, you know, these, these sorts of things happen all the time. And uh, I really would stress uh, the knowledge of software, knowledge of systems uh, should be paramount. If I can add something to that, if you don't mind, uh, and agreeing with Patrick 100%, this industry is a very interesting industry uh, because, th- as you know, technology and the more technology that you have in your head, and I use the term when you're at the front, the front of the technology curve, you tend to be so hireable that other things tend not to matter. So uh, our industry tends not to be an ageist industry. There are people of all ages. It tends not to be a gender-centric uh, community. There are male and females. Uh, it doesn't matter what your background is. If you have leading technology in your head, you are highly marketable, and you are very likely to get hired at a top firm, top vendor, top consultancy, or corporate legal department. So, Anne, has, uh, has NALA recognized the same trend? Oh, yes. We have noticed that trend over the last few years. The law continues to become very specialized, and we try, NALA tries to present current information relating to what the market bears. Many of our paralegals are in litigation. In fact, the majority of them are. So we are not surprised that whenever they are asked about what area they enjoy and want to learn more about, it is almost always e-discovery. Okay. Okay. Now, Michael and, and also Patrick, what particular technology skills are employers looking for? Uh, Patrick, let's start with you. Sure. Um, you know, I think that software proficiency is is is, is probably number one, um, and even more specifically down to uh, document review platforms like um, Relativity, uh, Concordance, on, to a lesser degree, Summation. Um, all of those, those applications are, are more and more important as uh, we're living in an electronic document universe. Um, you know, some uh, organizations, some smaller uh, co- companies and smaller law firms might be seeking uh, those with with other types of experience, uh, maybe uh, uh, trial presentation software experience. Um, you know, there, there's a, a broad range of, of uh, other type of support tools that um, that organizations use to process their data. So I, I would definitely start out with you know the core uh, the, the core document review platforms, and then you can even get more nuanced into um, you know some of the uh, the, the cybersecurity applications, uh, you know the forensic okay. applications. So uh, all of those things are important. Okay. Um, now, uh, Michael, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I, I again agree with Patrick on that. I, I might add that uh, because email is sort of becoming everything in the. Um, in the discovery side, that your knowledge of email and where that's being stored and then how to retrieve that information is going to make you a valuable player in that. So search retrieval, uh, the dispositions of these emails, where they are, uh, records management, you know, when do you keep them, how long do you keep them, an understanding of that would would certainly be very good. But uh, to understand any of the technologies, you know, there are a lot of technologies out there and they serve different aspects uh, in the discovery world, and uh, just knowing about really the hottest ones would make you a viable person, I would think. Well, okay, now here's a $64,000 question. What's the best way for paralegals to acquire those skills? Because they aren't taught in paralegal programs, so how do you get these advanced skills? 
So I would start with the uh, service providers in the space to see um, what type of tools that uh, that they're they're using, and then secondly, look to those software providers to see if they are offering any training programs. I mentioned Kikira Relativity before; uh, they specifically do an intense uh, multi-day training program for um, for lead support managers and paralegals in the space. Uh, if you're a little more seasoned and you're a little further along in your career. Uh, and you want to start thinking about forensics and uh, getting really advanced, um, there is an NK certification, which is a forensic tool. Um, some companies think that that is as important as well. So there, there are a variety of different places to look, but I would definitely start with the, uh, the software applications. Okay. And uh, uh, Michael, do you have anything to add to uh, that? I, oh. Absolutely. I think, uh, well, um, the single best way to, to learn this industry is to, to do the work. So being in uh, any litigation support department and volunteering for the most difficult, most sophisticated work and getting involved on the cases is going to make your resume look better and better because it will be on there. So that's the single best way to do that. But to gain some form of knowledge that will make you comfortable in that area, a couple of shortcuts might be looking at the EDRM, which is the Electronic Discovery Reference Model. Uh, that sort of lays out uh, all aspects from beginning to end of what is in electronic discovery. And within their website, uh, they mention a, a number of the vendors and a number of the technologies that are out there. So I think that would certainly get a layperson a little bit more sophisticated in what's out there and the kind of skills and knowledges that they need to know. Another area that I would certainly look at would be the uh, Sedona uh, Conference, uh, which is uh, one of the areas that lays out um, some of the, um, the the really the more global aspects of electronic discovery. And by the way, a um, little uh, uh, pat on the back to what Patrick's doing, his Electronic Discovery Institute is an outstanding place to uh, understand what's going on because uh, at his uh, conference, they have not only the uh, vendors who are there, but they have corporate legal department, uh, the AMLA law firms and the federal judges that are laying down the laws are all there. So that's a couple of shortcut areas where you can gain some of that knowledge. Okay. That all sounds great. Now it's time to take a short break for a word from our sponsors, NALA and Clio. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion with NALA President Ann L. Atkinson, ACP, Michael Potters, and also Patrick Oot. Now a word from our sponsors, NALA and Clio. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack is going to talk to us about the benefits of cloud computing. Now, what do you think the single biggest benefit to cloud computing is? In talking to our customers recently uh, about that very question, I was surprised with what came back with as, as a really resounding response, and, and that was that it's the convenience and the freedom that cloud computing 
affords them. The ability to get their work done from anywhere, whether it's at their office, at the courthouse, at home, or even if they're on vacation, they're able to get their work done where and when they need to get it done. Uh, the mobile aspect of things is also increasingly important. Well, with cloud-based software, you can access your data and software from your iPhone or your iPad, uh, your BlackBerry, uh, and other mobile devices. So for the uh, lawyers that are on the move, which is an increasing uh, proportion of lawyers, that's a, a really key benefit as well. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if anyone wants additional information on Clio, they can feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, and today we're discussing career opportunities for paralegals with Ann Atkinson, ACP, now a president, Michael Potters, and Patrick Oot. And Michael just shared his suggestions, and, and also Patrick had a lot of great suggestions for paralegals to acquire the technology skills that employers are looking for. Is NALA providing information and training for paralegals in those areas? Oh, we definitely are. Uh, the last few years, uh, in our we have an institute. It used to be called a convention, but it's an institute every year. And for the last several years, we've had breakout discussions on e-discovery. And attendance at these sessions has increased year after year. This year, in fact, Patrick was there, and we had the largest attendance we've ever had at an e-discovery institute. Uh, we were all pleased with it, and in fact, we've asked him to come back again. Uh, NALA supports paralegals wanting to learn more about this area of law. We also provide a two one and a half hour to two hour live webinars on e-discovery, and we've got one in November and one in December of this year. And I'm sure we will probably offer those again. And we offer discovery as an advanced certified self study program for those that want to continue on in that area. Okay, now Pat. Uh... Patrick, I'm sorry that I missed meeting you at the NALA convention. I think I was probably holed up in my room getting ready for my presentation that was closing convention. So, you know, it's not very nice when they put you right at the end because you think about it all week long. But anyway. (laughs) There's always next year. (laughs) Yeah, right. And I'll be there. I'll be in Portland for sure. Now, uh, Michael, do employment opportunities exist in both corporations and law firms for paralegals with with these advanced technology skills? They absolutely do, and, and some of the most exciting ones are happening at the corporations. The problem is uh, most of the corporations are hiring very matured, uh, highly skilled workers because there's not a lot of positions within the corporations. So the path to get there is likely through the law firms. Uh, in our organization, we place on the technology side about 85% of the people are at the law firm side and about 50% at the corporate side. So while there are opportunities on both sides, um, and maybe some of the best opportunities are at corporate, and maybe also, as Patrick said, on the government side, they really come through uh, the law firm community. So most of the opportunities for the more junior paralegals would be to do it through the um, the law firms. Okay, so it's uh, it, it it is a path. It's not something that it's happens overnight. Absolutely, right. is a path. But again, right. I I can't I can't disagree that some of the most exciting opportunities are are at the corporate side right now. Uh, they pay very well. It's a very collegial 
uh, environment, and um, and I would argue some of the most important uh, work is being done by these paralegals and the uh, corporations. Now, Patrick, do you have anything to add to that? You know, I would also add that there's uh, even more and more uh, government sector, uh, public sector jobs coming on board. So uh, for those folks that are that are tired of the law firm life and uh, mm-hmm. want to move forward, uh, you know, they can uh, either head to a corporate uh, environment or even consider the government. So uh, there, there are definitely many uh, opportunities out there for um, paralegals and litigation support professionals with technology knowledge. Okay. Now, I hear often from paralegals who don't necessarily want to leave the um, their current firm or their work environment that they're in, but they would like to move up the ladder a little bit. So do you have any suggestions for how they can, uh, you know, advance their careers right where they are with a higher level of technology skills? Uh, Michael, would you like to speak to that? Yeah, actually, I just recently um, uh, did a uh course at Columbia University's executive management program, and it was on career branding. And a large part of that was how to uh, brand yourself both internally in the company that you're working for now and externally within your information. And on the branding on the internal side, uh, my suggestions to them were volunteer for um, some of the more sophisticated work, learn the work as, as best you can. Uh, gain the experiences and become the trusted go-to person within your organization. Um, you can also help brand your career internally by uh, mentoring uh, people who are below you and seeking mentorship from the people who are above you. Uh, people who are above you very often like to mentor, and that helps for a career path uh, within the organization. So again, my best suggestion is if you're in an opportunity, whether it's a big law firm or a small law firm, take the initiative and and uh, volunteer to do some of this more sophisticated work. Right, and when I've uh, when I've spoke spoken to paralegals about this issue, I've told them that you know what they can volunteer for these. They they may yep. even have to do it on their own time. Yep. It might be worth giving up a couple of vacation days to to work on some of these more sophisticated um, projects. So, you know, you have to give up sometimes to get to where you want to be. So, and that's how you'll get recognized. And, and you'll right. become the go-to person because of that. Right. And I, I right. totally agree with that. Uh, in fact, I just wrote a column for a magazine that was about taking charge of yourself. And it, it went to the fact that you need to set a goal for yourself and you just need to continually learn and play to your strengths and uh, just do what it has to do to go out and just get things done. And and on the external branding side, because it's part of this, because we're all doing this now, is if you have that information in your head, share it. Uh, Go on speaking engagements like this. Go to Patrick's uh, EDI Institute. uh, Talk, be on a panel, run a panel, write articles for magazines. Everybody's desperate for content right now. Write a blog. Communicate. And that's how you brand yourself externally, and you'll become that go-to person. And uh, the phone won't stop ringing, to be perfectly blunt, if you become that person. Well, Vicki, that's been your experience, hasn't it? It has been, yes. It yeah. has been. Okay, I'm going to move on to um, tips. We always like tips. So do, and this is for all three of you, do you have any other tips for paralegals who are interested in career growth? Anne, would you like to start that? Well, I would say... Aside from what I said previously, is to just do as much as you can do 
whether it's related to your job or otherwise, just to get yourself out there because every little experience that you have is going to end up helping you in the long run, whether you may not think it helps you at the time, but all those experiences add up and uh, it, it helps you become more successful. And Michael? Yeah, I'm going to take a different approach here. Um, I want to uh, just give a since we are recruiters in an executive search firm, and I look at upwards of a thousand resumes a week, uh, I want to give a, a, a resume tip because most people do not know how to write a resume, and they tend to write overly wordy resumes right now, and they're impossible to read. So an insight and then a tip, uh, insight being is um, most people who read resumes now because we're inundated with information spend no more than 15 seconds on a resume. So when you write something that's overly wordy and overly silly, uh, particularly with information at the beginning that doesn't make sense, we tend to file it in that area where we'll never see it again. Uh, your resume needs to jump out with key information. If you were a paralegal or a an electronic discovery person, I would put down the skill sets, uh, like Patrick was talking about before, the particular certifications and the software that you're working on, the large cases that you've been involved in, make it bold, and it has to jump out because, again, you have a very short window to get somebody's attention. So that would be my best tip for people trying to advance their career right now. Okay. And, and Patrick, do you have anything to add to that? You know, the final piece um, is writing, and uh, it's the, probably the most difficult aspect of it, uh, but it, it serves two purposes. One, uh, it gets your name out there, and uh, secondly, it increases your skill set uh, through research and, and fact-finding. So if uh, if you have an opportunity to write for even, um, you know, perhaps a, a newsletter, an organizational newsletter, or um you know, even uh, one of the uh, trade publications, it's always a good idea and a good place to start. I have one other thing that I want to add to that, and that's social media, and, and particularly LinkedIn. And I hope that all of our listeners are um, on LinkedIn. They have a good profile up and that they are looking at the, you know, participating in the different forums where they can um, where they can learn more. So um, th- that's my main tip. Because yours have been so good, I had to find something for them. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll pat you on the back on the LinkedIn. And, and um, the, one of the first places all recruiters, whether it's an executive search firm or an internal recruiting department, go to to identify the people that they're looking for is on LinkedIn. And the I would uh, tell people to take a look at your LinkedIn profile and make it look like a sophisticated resume. And then to sort of follow up with what Patrick said about the writing and getting the information out there, there are opportunities within LinkedIn to communicate and write and, uh, you know, get information out there, and that will help get you recognized. Okay. Well, I've really enjoyed uh, our special guest today, Ann Atkinson, ACP, Patrick Oot, and also Michael Potters. You've all given me so many ideas, and I know our listeners are going to get a lot out of this. Now, if listeners would like to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Uh, Michael, tell us tell us how they can get in touch with you. Well, I, I will offer your listeners the chance to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's probably one of the best things to do. My email address, because you need one to connect on LinkedIn, is michael.potters at glenmontgroup.com. Go to LinkedIn, send me an invite. I will connect with all of you. You could send me an email directly. Uh, I think that's the best way. You'll be connected to us and and probably have more access to information. Terrific. And and, uh, also, Patrick. 
I also can be found on LinkedIn. It's uh, Patrick at lawinstitute.org. Feel free to reach out to us. I'm sure Michael and I can uh, help offer you some quick advice on things uh, that, that might help your career. Okay. And I hope you'll consider coming back on um, the Paralegal Voice another time. Be glad to. Okay. Anne, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Well, also on LinkedIn. Uh, my email address is anne.atkinson at qtechrock.com. And uh, you can connect with me that way, or else you can email me at that address also. If, if there's anybody out there that's listening that wants more information about NALA or wants to know more about the programs that we offer, feel free to give me a call. Okay. And NALA's website, again, is nala.org, N-A-L-A.org. So thanks so much. Uh, we're going to take another short break now. When I come back, I'll have some paralegal news and announcements, so don't go away. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. This is the time when I give you a, uh, you know, a practice tip that should help you with your career. The latest article in my free weekly e-newsletter, Paralegal Strategies, asked if you skip one important step. And that step is to stop to celebrate when you accomplish something. And it can be something really small or it can be something big like a three-week trial that ended in a verdict for your client. Paralegals are usually high-achieving, goal-oriented individuals who are inclined to focus on the goal at hand. And when that goal is reached, they ask, you know, what's next? And they transition to the next goal. This practice does keep your career moving forward. And if you didn't look ahead, you wouldn't be as successful. But there's a downside to always being writing the what's next merry-go-round. There will always be something else to do. You know, that's just a given. But before you move on to your next goal, take time to recognize the progress you've made and remind yourself of the accomplishments that you've, that you've made and, and also your achievements. And to subscribe to my free weekly e-newsletter, just go to paralegalmentor.com. Now, that's all the time we have today for the Paralegal Voice. If you have questions about today's show, please email them to the Paralegal Voice at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to check out Lynn's blog, practicalparalegalism.com, and my blog, paralegalmentorblog.com. This is Vicki Voison, thanking you all for listening to the Paralegal Voice and reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice with Linda Venny and Vicki Voison. This podcast is produced by the Legal Talk Network. Be sure to get the next edition of the podcast. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes.
The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.